0: De Niro, Pacino, Gugino, Neutrino, Maraschino, Gran Torino. We discuss Righteous Kill. And welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Elliot Kalin,
1: and I'm Megan O'Neill.
0: Yeah. That, Whoa. Hey. Hey. That uh <laughs> lady voice that you're hearing—that doesn't
2: sound like Stuart R. No. Wellington.
0: Who
1: who let this gal in into the room? Well,
0: huh? well, we did technically. Oh, I mean, hi. I did. You did It's Your house. I unlocked <laughs> the door and showed you up to my apartment.
2: What a Whoa. Hey. You're what a married mistake man.
1: That was
0: well. My wife's at the bar.
2: Whoa. Oh,
1: even worse. Trouble <laughs> in
2: paradise, huh? <laughs> well,
0: she's visiting with friends, but sure, you can interpret it how you like.
1: He just did air quotation around friends. Yeah. Um, and
2: visiting. Yeah.
0: Stuart, and visiting. Stuart isn't here.
2: Stuart's at uh, what he calls dude night. Last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm at dude night.
2: Yeah? But I like it. Well, these are different dudes oh, okay. than he hangs out with.
0: We aren't... Playing a fantasy version of football. And by fantasy version of football, I don't mean fantasy football. I mean a game where a bunch of uh, orcs (laughs) and uh, goblins and elves. Play football. Yeah, play football. Not real orcs, but like minifigs. Because those are expensive. (laughs) Those Those (laughs) are hard to get.
1: And hard to keep.
0: Little pewter or lead figurines that have been painted play football with each other. Um, and that's what Stuart does on Wednesdays,
2: ladies and gentlemen I like to I think he also play acts the interviews in the locker room after <laughs> uh-huh. the game <laughs> mm.
1: Sir, why don't so, you put a towel on? So there
2: are a couple things you won't be uh, hearing about tonight Among them, uh, the size of Stuart's penis uh-huh. uh, Does he, he really, he kinds, talks about that? The size of condoms that he buys Right, uh,
1: Magnums, I'm guessing
2: Yeah, that's what he says Well, he recently oh.
0: switched over We've been Do hearing what? a lot
2: about um, that. He's been telling us a lot about his, his amazing new switch.
1: Wait, okay, but we're not supposed to be hearing about these things. No, we're so. not. No, I will ask him that in confidence. I no.
0: was going to say we weren't going to hear about our uh, leading lady's breasts, but Elliot might still contribute. Uh, well, just
2: because it's a particular leading lady that I have uh, an affection for.
0: But before that, <laughs> let's introduce Megan, our... Um,
1: not the leading lady breasts you were just talking no. about. No.
0: Our le- our leading lady in the studio here. Oh, <laughs> which is my apartment, <laughs> Megan. Very nice. Who yes. are you?
1: I'm Megan O'Neill. I have a, an older sister, Jill, that lives in Jersey City. Okay, Unnecessary well. information. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Keep it moving. Let's okay. Go. All right. So I, I was uh, I was born in Nebraska. Keep and it was, moving. Okay. Again. And I was raised in Kalamazoo. Okay. Keep going. I live in I mostly live in Park Slope. All right. There you we go. And, and what do you do? Go, Brooklyn. I work with Dan. Uh, not professionally. Not professionally, but in a creative sense. We uh, collaborate t- together on the Mr. White Pants Comedy Hour. Which is a, a very funny show. show. Which is a very funny sketch show. Check it out. dot mrwhitepantscomedy.com and i actually suggest that you go to white mrwhitepants.com just to see what happens and
0: you're also some sort of a uh, buccaneer I'm like you a, sail a, the seven seas yes
1: i'm a story pirate uh-huh. as well uh i work with a group uh doing uh writing workshops uh in elementary schools and then we get to uh act out the the kids stories very funny stuff I'm going to be gone for a month touring with the Story Pirates. That's um, not what
0: I imagine Story Pirates to be. I imagine
1: you imagine more like Somali pirates. Yeah, I imagine You're a group wrong. of
0: violent uh, men, mainly bearded, perhaps who well, you know pull up uh, next to a library. You've almost got yeah, and it right. They go into the yeah. books like Gumby
2: would, and they take over the stories. <laughs>
1: <That's right. laughs> exactly. Basically yeah basically like they're like they're just
2: hopping on pop and then the story pirates come <laughs> right. along and kill pop and they take the kids and sell them and-
1: it's more like we pillage the stories from the children themselves because they have better ideas than we have
2: <laughs> well, and make then the murder kids, the kids and you then make, we murder oh
1: no you make
2: the kids sign a work for hire agreement <laughs> <laughs> they make no, almost nothing. Uh-huh. You own all the rights. Anything well, that, yeah, that. anything that they
0: write during the Story Pirates is the intellectual property of you. That's right. The Story, the story Pirates. That's right.
1: Except the songs that that our uh, composer writes, Eli Boland. But actually, John Stewart is a big is a big supporter of yeah, Story well, Pirates. Well, I'll ask him that. And, and see. Kristen Shaw <laughs> is a her Story that. Pirate. I'll ask Go her ahead. that. Go ahead. She all right.
2: She never mentioned it to me. Stop. Fine.
0: Stop dropping names. She was dropping them.
1: I'm not dropping anything. Uh, I don't know these people.
2: Who did I meet? Um, yeah, who's a, what's a famous uh, person you know, besides me? Uh, <laughs> take that. R-O-C-K in the USA. <laughs> I haven't pulled that one out for a while. Anyway, we watched a movie tonight. I know <laughs> Oh, did we ever. For a
0: change. <laughs> I don't know if what we watched tonight could be called a movie. Well, hold on.
1: It was more a collage. Oh. Let me
0: reset this uh, yeah. for people who Set may be up. joining us. Here at the Flop House. we watch a movie, a bad movie or <laughs> At that, <laughs>
2: one that we assume we watch a movie. Be bad. You would think a good one for the enjoyment. No, nope. Oh, contraire.
1: <laughs> Suffice to say,
2: it is the opposing type.
0: And let me clear up something about the title. By the way, some people have pointed out that movies that we've watched in the past haven't been technically flops in mm. the um blockbuster sense of the word, and okay. the uh, you know the, in box the financial office. success. Yeah, yeah. That. Suggests there's only one measure of success, and that is right. the almighty dollar. The dollar. Whereas we Which is encompass basically critical true what? critical flops as well. I right. think we just kind so things face, that are listeners, things
2: that are generally bad. Yeah, in your face, loyal listeners, <laughs> yeah. suck it!
1: All, all two of you. How many loyal listeners? <laughs> we got
0: at least three. Oh, okay. All right. I'm imagining listeners across the world in the middle of their jogs, pulling their iPod <laughs> out <laughs> and, and throwing it into the pond, throwing it into
2: lakes, and electrocuting <laughs> fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh i but uh, this, delicious fish this, Wait,
1: did that happen in this film because it seems like maybe it i could don't have. know this movie was <laughs> about
2: a thousand hours long this movie was a both a critical and commercial flop I yeah believe. in this case it was not a success it was, it was a failure on every level righteous kill
1: righteous dun, kill. Dun, dun.
2: this and i don't know if you guys remember the posters that were up for this movie all over mm, new york i don't but it just said righteous killing big letters and had robert de niro and al pacino in this, like, tough guy. Or glowering. Photo, glowering at you, the the looker, as the if looker to say, on. Yeah, we made a movie called Righteous <laughs> Kill. What of it?
1: What of it? You gonna come see it? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Mm-hmm. You are gonna go see, see a movie either.
2: or else... I don't know, we're old, we can't do that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's about two elderly cops. <laughs> <It's for laughs> like, I adventures. wish they had made a comedy about two guys who used to be Dirty Harry type cops who are yeah. now too old for their work yeah. and refuse to retire. That would have been very funny and they would have been very good in it. Yeah. It also would have made more put sense. Put Morgan Freeman in it, I guess. And if it was called like, um, yeah. Mor- I mean, put Morgan- No, Morgan Freeman's in too much stuff. All right, He needs to dial back, become exclusive again.
1: Put Bill Murray in it. Yeah, no, Bill Murray could have
2: do. been like the police commissioner. Yep. Yeah, it's a small character really part, but yeah. that's
1: that's me. I think every movie needs more Bill Murray.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have often thought that while watching any movie, pornography, pornography. <laughs> *Schindler's List*, anything,
1: <laughs> anything on YouTube. Like I don't know. I mean, like I
0: think that if Bill Murray was in pornography, a Herzog film, like oh yes, Lord. qualitatively it would be better if Bill Murray was just like standing off to the sides. Cracking jokes yeah. about right. the sexual acts so Right, drinking yeah.
2: white Russian but, uh, There's so many, I think it would so be, many stand be, experimental films It would outside. be what They're you would call
0: Bill Murray. A boner buster To have <laughs> Bill Murray there uh, Yeah,
2: and who knows better about busting things Than Bill Murray <laughs> It's
0: true He ain't afraid of no boner
2: <laughs> well, That's, that's the they old commercials that go uh, If you've got an erection for more than four hours Who are you going to call? Oh. It's boner busters Boner busters Yeah <laughs> Because it could be painful The otherwise. priapism experts, <laughs> they show up with their...
0: Uh... Guys,
1: I thought we weren't going to talk about cocks tonight. <laughs> we didn't say Sorry. that. We said oh. stewards oh, we stu- were oh, going to okay, talk about. specifically. Okay.
0: Other people's uh, painful four-hour erections we'll talk
1: about. <laughs> Just not stewards. Uh, but
0: anyway... Uh, we're this... so enthusiastic to talk about Righteous Kill, as you can... Well, uh, yeah, you can see. Righteous Kill <laughs> was not chatter. a
2: hilarious comedy about two elderly policemen.
1: I'm not even sure exactly what it was it about. It was
2: a thriller about two elderly policemen... <laughs> Elliot, why which are you? seems
1: like an oxymoron, and it is. Yeah,
2: you're known for
0: uh, being able to follow even the most unfollowable <laughs> of films.
1: Yeah, oh, no, and
2: then apparently describe them in overmuch detail. I as was that said that was, in the last episode. I think Stewart said that when uh, Brock described *Paul Bart* as a movie about a man who gets the chance to be a policeman and turns it down, <laughs> and that was the entire plot. Yeah, which well, I can't. I, the, recently, I referred to *King Kong* as a movie about how hard it is to put on a show on Broadway. <laughs> That seems to be as apt a description. You, I, I, I think there's a certain flavor to the plot of a film, but apparently I take too long in no, saying No, no, no.
0: I'm, I'm encouraging you to uh, summarize this. I mean All briefly, right. yes. Al Pacino. Briefly,
2: okay. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are, have been partners for about 100 years as policemen. <laughs> And one Al- of
1: them has dentures. Robert we'll let De Niro. <laughs> <guess. laughs> we'll let you guess
2: which one. Robert De Niro is named Turk. Al Pacino is named Rooster. Rooster. Those are nicknames. Robert De Niro <laughs> is also in a very kind of brutal sex relationship with uh, Carla Gugino, who is a forensics person yeah. with the police. And there are also two other detectives, John Leguizamo and, and Donnie, uh, Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg. Because well, they're, they you li- may remember from.
1: Uh, the sixth sense. The sixth sense, right? Yeah,
2: and as
0: well as New Kids on the Block.
1: Right. And Brian Denny, was Dennehy, very thin in the sixth sense. <laughs> and
2: Brian Dennehy is the police chief, and that's that's the entirety of the police of New York City. Is mm-hmm. this group? That's uh, it. There's someone who's killing criminals who beat the charges and didn't go to jail and leaving cryptic poems Mm -hmm. describing the people's crimes on the body. That opens with Robert De Niro confessing to these crimes Mm. and continues to confess throughout the film. In uh, fuzzy black and white video footage. Mm -hmm. But things may not be as they seem. Robert De Niro is like the loose cannon cop who beats people up and Al Pacino is like the loose cannon cop who Who makes chess chess and (laughs) makes wisecracks. They're both bad at being cops. They're both too old. Should I give away the ending should i say oh, what please
0: happened? go go no keep going I think, yeah, well I think you should. think
2: there are a couple of red herrings they go through a lot of rigmarole to try and find the killer and at the end and you think well, well, no, you
0: you have to you have to clarify at a certain point they they think i know who's doing this right it's got to be a cop yeah, yeah it's got to be a, a cop. maniac cop, cop if you will right. they
2: don't say maniac cop but they should have and john right. like was almost this i think it was robert de niro who did it Right. And it would have been a better movie if they referred to each other by their real names. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it would have made more sense. I but... bet it was actor Robert De Niro. I right? think Robert yeah. De Niro did it. And they set up a sting operation and ro- they catch Robert De Niro, but it turns out he's not the guy who did it.
1: But what was that scene before that With the, when they were waiting in the car and that weird guy came out of nowhere? That
2: was Robert De Niro. It seemed like he was trying to throw them off the track. Oh, okay. So he said, "Yeah, Please explain this, this to me. I just this, saw this movie. But... He's like, It's not a cop. It's not a cop. It's not a cop. And they're like, No, it's a cop. It's a cop. It's a cop. He's like, It's not cop it's not that a cop. cop it's not a cop
1: that it's, seems to be the whole script that, of the movie l-
2: literally the, i was, quoting. John Lake was yeah. a lot of the movie is people shouting the same phrases over and over, over. at each other yeah at the simultaneously but right. see, With overlapping says, altman-esque dialogue and, <laughs>
1: yeah and ketchup in the background
2: he, and there's a lot of bottles of ketchup <laughs> sitting on tables but de niro says to the de niro says to them you think it's a cop well here's a cop who got fired and he thinks he got a bum deal he, and he was involved in all these cases where he was around at the time. Mm. Maybe he did it. So they go to find that guy, and he says, I've got an alibi. I, you oh, know, yeah, I was in Brazil. And he disappears from the film. That's
1: what it was. Okay. Wait,
2: he was in Brazil? That's not what the, movie. Said.
1: Well, not no, the movie. Not Brazil. the movie. Not the movie. I was in
2: Brazil. I, I was, was in Brazil.
1: I'm, I met up with Terry Gilliam, and we uh, uh, made it up. Mm-hmm.
2: But at the end, it turns – But the, so they think Robert De Niro did it. Right. Ra- Robert De Niro seems pretty suspicious. He's in a relationship with Carlo Gugino where they rape each other. Well, no, 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 no. The, well, He, he, he plays. He's not that racer. equitable. He, right. It's really horrible. There's one who's
0: it's dominant, not, and one who's yeah. submissive. It's and, really horrible. And, and Robert De Niro is not the submissive. In no, the relationship.
1: but I think he is the submissive. Well, in, in the that
0: end, the thing is, well, he plays. Isn't
2: this, the dom uh, really not the one in control? The submissive. Well, that's is, the thing. He oh. plays. Oh, he plays yeah. the dominant role in the game. Yeah. But right. it's very obvious that he does what Carl Gugino wants him to do. That's right. And that he is doesn't like this necessarily. This is what she wants to do. But in the end, it turns out Al Pacino did it the whole time. Oh no. Ah. Oh, oh, no. It was the other character who yeah. did it. There
0: were two main characters and the one that you thought did it didn't, didn't do, do it. it. Yeah. And thus wow. it was the other main character. And Al Pacino makes did. Robert
2: De Niro read from his crazy person confession notebook and that that's his why therapist gave him. That his therapist gave him the police right. therapist. Then Robert De Niro shoots Al Pacino reluctantly and the Reluctant. movie is over. <laughs> the, it, end. It, yeah. the end. Yeah, it's a really it's a and it and Robert De Niro even though he was a brutal aggressive cop redeems himself by coaching a girl's softball team at the end
0: i don't understand
2: <laughs> let's now, <laughs>
0: that we're, now that we've summarized we can dig into the meat of this and
2: i <laughs> oh the, me- the meat is of a this little girl's yeah.
1: softball team. i really don't understand like, let's just
2: say this was a terrible movie everything about it is bad two of the most two two of the legendary actors of the second half of the 20th century right, and, and they both are shit right, in definitely. it and they're really bad and they have no chemistry and they're just old, bad, not good, bad <laughs> things. Bags. Well,
0: let's not jump ahead of ourselves. Sorry. Right? Okay. Let's not, Let's not, you know. <coughs> and
2: Carla Gugino, of course, looks beautiful. Yeah. She lights up the screen. She does
1: everyone. light up the screen. She, I mean, she's, she's, a, she's a beautiful she's woman. She's got an old world
2: classic style of looks. Mm-hmm. That you
0: don't and find that so many of these slutty stars these means days. that he Ooh. enjoys okay. her curves. That's what Elliot Well, that's saying. part
2: of it. But also just like the way her face looks is not. Yeah. It looks like she, you could see pictures of her and think they were from the 40s. She's very yes. pretty. That's the way her face is shaped.
0: And uh, a, talented, a talented actress. But, she's
1: not talented, but not necessarily in this movie. Not at no. well, her own better, fault.
2: She's still better than De Niro and Pacino, but everyone in it is bad.
1: That's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. But too,
2: to go back to the girls'
0: softball.
1: Oh, but
2: Why is that in this movie? Because <laughs> that's he's a coo- question that he I had. He was coaching the, 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 the police soft, the NYPD softball right. team for his precinct, at least. Mm. Right. And I think this was a sign that he's given up his aggressive ways. We see him getting oh, into a fight yes. with the umpire. This is he's given it up. Yeah. Now he's giving back to the children. It's the mm-hmm. future, next generation. Maybe he and Carly Gino are going to have some kids who go to college when he's dead because he'll be in his nineties. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's a
1: dream. I mean, the American I think it's, Dream.
2: It's he's get, he's let go of the past and now he's free to be around children. Yeah, let's.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, no, he's to... free to be around children. <laughs> yeah, as we all hope to be one day, I guess.
0: He's free to be you and me. Let's get back to the fact that Carla Gugino not only enjoys rough sex, but she enjoys rough sex with a man approximately twice her age. Yeah,
1: definitely old enough to be her father. I don't know about no if not father her and a half. All right, well. <laughs>
2: I, I'm old saying, enough to how, be her father. How yes. old is yeah. like Carly Gagina is somewhere. in... <laughs> she's around thirty-seven years old. Right yeah, right? she's. In is a, she? I she believe ma- so. She looks great. Yeah, Robert De Niro is Robert not Niro seventy-four is like, years old. No, but he's
0: like sixty-five. <laughs> yeah, he's in his.
1: I 60s, wonder if certainly. Robert De Niro is younger than my father. So it's. I don't know. I don't my dad's I don't, old. Ask Robert. Like on the
0: scale of of old but of this, Hollywood
2: relationships, it's of, not as bad as like. Larry King and his wife. I would right. know about There's that. There's probably a bigger age difference between Michael Douglas and Catherine Dina Jones than between these two. They're 30 years apart.
1: But the know. difference is we don't have to see it on film.
2: We all will, the time. though. But we we will. don't
0: have to see them enacting their rape <gasps> fantasies <gasps> yeah, on right. film. The rape Are fantasy do, yeah. aspect of it is very it's distasteful. Very,
1: it's very strange.
0: Well, look, you know, no, no. no whatever. Get you off behind closed doors. I, I mean, just don't want to see Robert De Niro <laughs> oh, so pertaining it were, to rape Carlo Gugino on film. That is not something that I want projected up, up, onto my eyeballs and then, therefore, into my brain.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: I, we had have to say that it was, it's not like there's a graphic scene. No. no. It's just the no, implication no, no, no. of it right. is, is horrifying.
1: Of that relationship. And you know, I know I'm going to say this. I didn't really like Meet the Parents at all. But then after I seeing I am with you. But after seeing this movie, I find Robert De Niro's character in that a lot more easy to watch. Well,
2: can I say something about Meet the Parents? Oh, yes, and then let's talk do. about something about Righteous Kill that's not rape-related. Or, or about Fifty okay. Cent. <laughs> <Think> about <laughs> yeah, Fifty Cent is in this 50. movie too, as a drug dealer club owner named Spider.
1: Spider. Anyway,
2: Meet the Parents like falls and like this everyone's weird... named after an animal in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, yeah. ju- I didn't realize that. And See, like and the video.
2: birds, the two bird, bird. police That's officers
1: right. eat
0: the arachnid Rooster.
2: spider. Uh, it's
1: a stretch. All right. But it could work.
2: And they should have called it cricket. It's a stretch
0: in the way that a bad screenwriter might have yeah, actually thought of that. That makes and sense. Deliberately done it. But Meet the Parents, it falls in that category of comedy where I actually enjoy the comedy of awkwardness. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the original Office or its ilk. But um, what I don't enjoy is a comedy that's entirely based around a good-hearted person having their life systematically ruined in some mm. way. And Meet the Parents just seem to be like, Okay, well, we're introduced to
1: right sweet to, Ben Stiller, right. who
0: wants to marry uh, this, 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 lady. this lady, his lady friend. We will see him uh, embarrassed Fail. over and over again. Yeah, That's why I never the liked two the hours. Uh,
2: vacation movies. Yeah. Oh, really? It's like you know.
1: not uh, the Christmas vacation one. You Christmas vacation is the worst one. Oh no! But I it's the like like same thing where it's the line.
2: worst one in a
0: series that includes Vegas vacation. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> right. about Come Vegas on, vacation.
2: No. Christmas vacation is the second worst one. But okay. like, where Chevy Chase no. is not a bad guy, like he's not a great guy. It's just he. It's like oh, I can't wait to take my family on vacation, and apparently that is the biggest crime you can commit in the universe. <laughs>
1: well, when you're trying to go to Wally World, yes.
2: <laughs> By
0: the way, um, Mr. John Hughes.
1: Oh, he, he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he you um, really don't want
0: to talk about Righteous Kid. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say, you know, the man uh, wrote Vacation, and he also wrote the National Lampoon story oh. that Vacation was based oh, on. I didn't realize
2: that. He wrote a lot of stuff.
0: You, you should look it up on the internet, because it's interesting to see. I mean, like, he obviously he wrote the story and he wrote the screenplay, so it's not that strange that they're, they're in line. But you rarely see, like, a five-page story that is so closely aligned to the movie that then was later made of it. Mm. Mm. So uh, in
2: memoriam, John Hughes. John oh, what Hughes. a fitting memorial. <laughs> why <laughs> why do <don't> you go <laughs> online? This brief mention. I'm sure
1: that's all he ever wanted.
2: Yeah. I will say about that, someone said to me today that uh, they don't like Ferris Bueller's Day Off because really? his parents are so nice to him, there's no reason for him to mess with them. He's not really messing it's with not, them. Yeah. I would say he's not messing with them, and also, like, they're not very good parents. Yeah. Like that's even true. if they're nice, they're they have no idea what's going on with yeah. him, and they they're don't not pay great attention to, the to sister. Him. Yeah, they're not good; they're very bad to the sister. That's true. Like, well, the sister's Jennifer Grey. So. Well,
1: oh, oh, so that's just supposed to excuse? <laughs> I know, <her>. Wow, <laughs> interesting. And she makes that with Charlie Sheen, so. We just recapped
2: Ferris Bueller's Day (laughs) Off. Yeah, we just
1: recapped all
2: the important (laughs) points of Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
1: Anyway. See, that's what happens when you don't go through
2: a plot in detail. People think the movie is about Jennifer Grey and Charlie Sheen's relationship. (laughs) Yep. So, Righteous Kill is a bad movie.
1: It's
2: it's very poorly shot. It's very poorly edited. It's very poorly written. It's
1: completely confusing too. And it
2: doesn't. And it's confusing. Well, if you're talking through it, it makes it more confusing. We've learned that on the Flap House. But it is confusing. Like the characters do things illogically for you know, and have no Mm. reason for it. Mm -hmm. Things happen, and you don't know why. And it's because the movie is trying to create a sense of suspense in you, but it just comes off as like, why did wait? Why did we see that? Yeah. Why did that happen? Well, De Niro gets
0: super agitated by the idea that it might be a cop who's behind all these killings. And this is obviously a red herring to make us think, okay, De Niro Niro did it. it. That along with the fact that we first see him confessing. (laughs) That that was the larger red herring. But it's never really explained why he's so agitated other than I guess you are supposed to assume he just has pride in being a police officer. Maybe
2: or maybe he has an idea that Rooster did it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: But you can't kill the Rooster. (laughs) <laughs> al, Pac-
2: al-, al pacino's character has uh one of the great quirks of movies which is that he's full of stupid trivia <laughs> and as someone who's full of stupid trivia like i can understand but it's like there's a scene where he's talking to brian dennehy and brian he's like it's gonna take two light years to do this oh, yeah. and he goes uh, actually chief light years are a measure of distance not of time <laughs> it's like great who cares <laughs> why is
0: the thing about the light years though like I feel like that again is like the screenwriter at home, like working through the Righteous Kill screenplay, like working on wow. it, working on it, yeah. and then like he takes a break to watch Star Wars, and he's annoyed all over again at uh, the use of parsecs as a unit of time. He's like, "I'm gonna write something in
2: that to... isn't that, <laughs> but isn't that, but, but it's it's very close. similar to that."
0: And th- and then that'll show George Lucas, yeah, in, with sh- his the world <laughs> retroactively,
1: Retroactive.
2: But it's uh. Oh, it's such a poorly, like the editing in the movie is bad. And it's mm-hmm. yeah. it's incoherent at times, but also like, it's one of those movies that feels, it's like, we better make this look dynamic. So we'll throw all sorts of crazy shit around yeah. and the camera will whoosh for no reason. And
0: Except for it's always whooshing to something really ugly. Yes, yeah, there's, I've never seen so much linoleum in a movie, so much like just ugly tiling. Parking lot. It reminds
1: me of the, mm-hmm. when I Cinder
2: went to s- when Twelve Monkeys came out. I remember seeing that and re- thinking at the time, like the world this movie is in is really ugly. But in like ugly, it was ugly in a way like it's supposed to be because it's you know society is crumbling mm-hmm. to a certain mm-hmm. extent. So even the scenes set in the present don't look very you know the settings don't look very good. But the movie is still shot well. So, like, you know that the the world looks ugly, but the movie is not ugly. Right. Whereas this, it's like everything looks ugly and, and it's it shot ugly. ugly. Yeah. yeah,
1: everything has a fluorescent light. Yeah, well, or the, the moral l- 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 is. This... Like
2: you were saying, or uh, just like crappy. This film is just it's trying to be this film where in, yes. the, in the In the climax of the film, Robert De Niro is way, wearing baggy sweatpants and a yeah. baggy sweat a hooded sweatshirt, all gray, yeah. with sweat stains
0: he on it. He looks yeah. like a grandmother out for a power walk. He, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably what be, that amounted to. He
2: should be walking around a mall at 6.30
0: a.m. <laughs> well, the look of this movie is telling us, Elliot, that the world is a cesspool. Which I is, guess so. This, hmm. it's, it's an insight... Uh, fitting to a, like a seventh
1: grader say yeah, it is a movie it that really hates is people. Affected seven, seventh people. Well, there, there's
2: all these parts where De Niro is like you're hearing voiceover of him talking about how he killed people. Yeah, and it's him reading Al Pacino's notes, but you don't know that. Just it sounds like his inner monologue, and he's talking about how like he sees crime everywhere. And the whole time it, you're just like, oh, Taxi Driver was such a good movie. <laughs> this is so not as good Why as am that. I
1: watching this,
2: I could be watching that movie
1: or Meet the Parents. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I could be watching The Swap, one of his other early bad films.
1: I've never seen The Swap. Well, don't in the regular. Oh, okay. All right.
2: <laughs> so, Megan, I bet that. Um, I could be watching Al Pac- Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh. I bet that Al Pacino
0: had a really good reason for killing all those people. I mean, like, he was a cop. And then to, like, yep. turn around and kill everybody,
1: um, I bet he must have had
2: a really good reason. So, uh, yeah. what was that?
1: Um, oh. Elliot? What was it?
2: uh it seems to be that he was crazy
1: oh that's it he was crazy well technically
2: he said he he says early in the film he and robert de niro planted a gun on a suspect who was gonna get off because he had a fake alibi but they knew he did it right and he says at the end to robert de niro you were my idol you were the best cop i'd ever seen oh that's right when you planted that gun this
1: guy's good yeah
2: i don't have to pay that close attention to it when (laughs) you planted that gun i lost faith
1: yep you that showed me that
2: cops can be bad, too. So I decided to kill people, and it turned out I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. So he is crazy. It's just so that's dumb, why, Dan. That's okay. why he did it. But That's why he started.
1: Okay. The fall from grace.
2: So Classic. The fact that his partner
0: <laughs> set someone up meant that then thereafter he had to shoot a bunch of people. Well, I guess right. that there was no law. But uh, they was, were outside of the law. It's vigilante
2: so justice. So he stared yeah. into the abyss. Right. And Not only did the abyss stare back. And he shot back. the
1: wrong Ruski.
2: Mm-hmm. He did shoot the wrong Ruski,
1: <laughs> and they tra- he
2: shoots a- one of these guys is a- is a Russian criminal, and he shoots him six times That's and right. fails to kill him. He just puts him in the hospital mm-hmm. where there's a like an Indian doctor who's very impressed right. at-, at how many bullets he took out of this guy. But then <laughs> who's the guy from- who's the
1: Indian guy from Office Space?
2: It wasn't. It? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. He's Samir. He-
1: yeah, he's great. I think he's great in Office. I mean, he's very good. Well, in he Indian film, or is too? he
2: or is he Arab? Oh. oh
1: good well, question I, I just don't know. You've,
0: you've exposed our racism
2: I think I've exposed our oblivious whiteness basically but uh
1: definitely you but, were gonna I'm talk only, wait, wait I just wait. realized
2: I'm the only non irish at wait are this you guys table. white
1: oh oh you're not Irish <laughs> the Irish no, get were. out <laughs>
0: The Irish were, you know, sp- sp- spat upon.
1: That's right.
2: And um, hoo Yeah, yeah. And we, River. We <laughs> Jews were, have had it. The Jewish truth. people have had it pretty easy. Yeah.
1: We were the minority uh, <laughs> uh-huh. before we knew A while the word back, for it. You know. That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not today. Not today. Mean, not today, where we have every advantage.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> Listen, right. I, in America, because we, we have knew s- how to do one thing well, and that's procreate. <laughs>
2: In America, we have so much racial strife. I didn't mean to reopen these wounds. You did. What you meant to talk about was uh, the guy's <laughs> method of trying to get someone out of a coma. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. this Russian guy is, <laughs> is, seems to be in a coma, and, a rep- and one of the cops just goes up and goes, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh. Literally, just like putting his fingers <laughs> up. In front of him And snapping Snap. hey, hey 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 And I wish that I wanted the doctor To be like Oh we haven't tried that Thanks <laughs> Thanks for your miracle cure <laughs> The sarcastic doctor Oh the, Oh the snapping fingers <laughs> Oh great We were busy Using a defibrillator God <laughs> I learned that That's first year Medical school I can't believe I forgot yeah, about the it the snapping fingers Where strip. are my
1: smelling salts I Doesn't forgot. matter I've got these fingers With me all the time <laughs> When I was
2: applying The adrenaline To keep his heart beating I forgot to say Hey <laughs> <laughs> hey hey
1: oh that was a good one now <laughs> ah, there's done beer
2: it.
0: in my nose now i don't know <laughs> Irish don't worry about it in my nose it'll now. just be absorbed into my butt bloodstream all the fast <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, and I t- I'm now I'm totally now that you say that in my nose I'm thinking about the girl, <laughs> the girl who uses cocaine the, with the primo cocaine <laughs> that <laughs> the spider primo. that spider gave her. That's the only word she used to describe it. Primo, primo. Yeah, well, her, that's, yeah. she's a high girl. class
0: lawyer who that's is also this, a coke addict. That's right. Whole house of Cards started tumbling down. Was uh,
2: yeah, was it? This woman. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like literally it feels like we watched 13 episodes of a TV show. Yeah, an hour long. Drama, and I like I'm like oh yeah, that happened at the beginning of season one of Righteous Kill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the this cutting up the cocaine in the men's is bathroom. Is a, this is a
2: movie that's what an hour and forty five minutes long, and mm-hmm. it feels like it's it's epic. I think like ten thousand BC or Seven Pounds were the only movies that felt like they took more time than <laughs> yeah. this.
0: But uh, this the woman. <laughs> Uh, offers De Niro
2: some cocaine. They're in the they're in a, the bathroom He's in the bathroom of a hip hop club, yeah. right
1: in Harlem, the 404 Club that used to be a bank,
2: and it's run by Spider. That's yeah. right. Who's
1: Fifty Cent? cent.
2: And
0: now that um, that happened, De Niro can use her to as an informant. That's and right. Like to wire her up. Yeah. Go, yep. Put her in with Spider, and I found this very interesting because apparently. In the world of Righteous Kill, (laughs) uh, very wealthy, high powered corporate lawyers get their drugs directly from the drug kingpin in person. Yeah. They go four four their ounces buddies, what? they're like, Hey spider, let me in. I'm like, oh okay, I'll let you into my my, my uh, sanctum yeah. sanctorum. Yeah, yep. where by the way hey, the Melissa. police are uh-huh. uh just next door. The
2: police right. seem to have rented out ridiculous. apartment space above his place <laughs> in the building. it's like he had a like a loft for rent and the police rented it out and he doesn't understand how they keep busting him. You yeah. know? <laughs>
0: But, uh, they just have cups up to the wall yep. with their ear on one side. Even closer
1: than The Lives of Others. Fancy. Lives Fancy. Of others. Great movie.
0: It's no righteous it's kill. It's no righteous
1: kill. No, righteous kill <laughs> in a
2: class of its own. Yeah, they send her as a, to wear a wire to catch spiders selling her drugs, and things don't go yep. so well.
1: They don't go as planned.
2: Yeah. That's for but sure. She, she gets shot in the shoulder, and she takes it in stride. She's yep, a corporal lawyer. Right. She just bleeds from the mouth
1: a little bit.
2: She had so much primo stuff in her system that <laughs> she didn't even feel it. She, the fine. thing was like she
0: didn't die
2: no she was fine she, she went was to the hospital fine so she there was, there was a no... shot of her reading a book kind of irritatingly like uh <laughs> i gotta read a book now that i'm in the hospital
1: and i can only turn it with my left hand
2: <laughs> so she didn't even serve like the plot
0: motivation of no. you know giving de niro a reason to like no. be no. enraged about it. he's him. a mad like,
2: dog he's like a pit bull on crack and then she That's just right. sort of disappears <laughs> as they said Yeah, she disappears because she's not necessary anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, what were they going to keep her around in the plot for? Like, she wants revenge on Spider? Like, that's also a scene where
0: maybe she could be drawn into Carly Gagina's sex games. (laughs) Or maybe I'm just influenced by the fact that because of a uh, time warner cable screw up i now have cinemax in my house uh, <laughs> free cinemax for a month so everything is a potential setup
2: for uh, some sort of devious sex game <laughs> yeah. or or some kind of pornographic parody of a recent hollywood blockbuster film mm-hmm. shot or, in someone's backyard/rec room or not so recent like playmate of the apes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's that is a that is a parody of the planet of the apes series or the,
0: whole. or the movie Tarzina Jiggle in the Jungle, which I'm not even sure what it, is it. Is it is it, is it spoofing a Tarzan film? Is it spoofing Sheena, which is you know early '80s? I don't.
2: I have to assume that since Tar is in the name, that it's Tarzan that they're yeah. spoofing. But what what Tarzan movie are they spoofing? Are they spoofing the one with the, Cas- film? the one with Casper Van D. and Tarzan at the in <laughs> okay. the Lost City or you know whatever it was called? Thought, Tarzan at the center of the Earth. I thought maybe they were spoofing Greystoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan. <laughs> the legend of Greystoke, whatever it was called. <laughs> Megan' eyes are glazing over. Yeah, I and...
1: don't I don't know the Tarzan movies, well, nor do I know these these homemade movies. Let me explain the, rooms, this is a very
2: low-budget softcore porn company <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> that does... No, I think she doesn't know the Tarzan films. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, I don't know those films. either. Johnny Weissmuller, <laughs> All right. Olympic swimmer. He okay. starred in many of these. The first one was directed by W.S. Van Dyke, yeah. Woody <laughs> Van Dyke.
1: And these are Again, the, the low budget. Mia Farrow's I think mom Tarzan, is the, really the ape
2: man, I well, think she, Mia Farrow's mom played Jane in the old Tarzan, Tarzan and his mates. Oh,
1: yeah. no, no, no! I I was wondering about the the porns. Oh, that's made from that's from a company it. called I, what
2: Seduction Cinema. I thought I mm-hmm. thought you were
1: going to say Ma- Mia Farrow's mother was in the porn. No, no, no. and that would just be. I don't strange. know that she made any
2: movies after Hannah and her sisters. Tarzan oh. and his Mia mate, Farrow's by the mom. Isn't that? Yeah, she plays Mia Farrow's mom.
1: Oh. what a stretch (laughs) Uh,
2: but anyway I was going to say the scene where this informant gets shot involves Mm -hmm. uh, 50 Cent knows she's wearing wearing a wire (laughs) that's right so the cops force they go we gotta get her and they force in their way in he's like the Calvary's here they rang the
1: doorbell they rang
0: the doorbell and the guy's like "Uh, no I'm Mm -hmm. not letting you in they're like come on we just want to talk he's like
2: Okay, left okay. man. And he yeah. lets them in.
1: He's like, I know what to look for and where to look for it. And
2: 50, 50 Cent has a big yeah. fat bodyguard. Yes. Uh, who's and the character's name? Apparently, is Stubby, according to <laughs> according to the credits, or Stubbs. And the man who played him is named Fatso. <laughs> is that true? According to the credits, oh, wow. unless there's another unless that's Brian Dennehy's new stage name, because <laughs> he's a large man. I think he
1: should go for it. It's bold. But, uh, he's
2: adopting the name of
0: Dom DeLuise <laughs> in the movie. Of well, Dom the DeLuise isn't
2: using it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so they go to get her. Uh, Fifty Cent mm-hmm. gives her up. They're leaving, and he goes, "Hey." Here's your wire bag and back, throws right. it to them in the air. And as Al Pacino goes to catch it, the fat bodyguard, for some reason, pulls out his gun.
1: No, he's and- had his gun pulled off. Oh, he's had his gun pulled. Well, yeah. shows
2: himself with the right, gun pulled. Right. And they shoot him, and she gets cro- in the crossfire. But right. it's li- literally one of these scenes fire, where it's like, yeah. why did everyone start shooting their guns again? Yep. What was the reason for yeah, this? Yeah, no, She's there like, were, that were three people in thrown. the room.
0: Out of those three, zero <laughs> understood exactly like what had happened in that action sequence yeah like but why also, did shooting start who started why did it start, and also know. like
2: his bodyguard like it's, he's a bodyguard for a drug dealer he's probably not a great guy but he's dead now he was killed in the in the you know
1: in the line of duty in in
2: the line of duty that's so like the, that's the way the war on drugs works elliot i guess that's so and Al Pacino and, yeah, and Robert De Niro, i guess that's when they need to go into counseling with the oh, police that's psychologist right. that's what, that's but what it starts just, that. it's very like Flippantly handled like, oh, that guy's dead now.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. This is a subplot that I didn't understand until I read the Wikipedia synopsis of the plot of *Righteous Kill*. <laughs> oh, which is the um, this is
1: like a David Lynch film. All the of whole sudden.
0: point of them going into counseling was that then they would write their feelings in those little yes, notebooks, in the little moral right. notebooks. Which they both then got them. Got tied up because De Niro didn't write anything in his notebook. Right, He's he lazy. Did, he didn't give a shit about it. But Al Pacino right. was writing his confession. Yeah. that's right. The whole time, yeah.
2: But they made it look like De Niro. Was it writing all fit whatever. together. Yeah. It, like all oh. the puzzle oh, pieces yeah. fell oh, into it's, place. It's by the way, beautifully oh, done.
0: By the way, all the puzzle pieces falling into place. At the end of the movie, there's a sequence that is the all the puzzle pieces fall into place sequence. Yeah. And you can't see me over the medium of podcasting, but I'm making air quotes. Because yeah. all the puzzle pieces falling into place, the montage was not like, oh, of course he
1: said that and that meant that. Yeah, right. It was
0: just... Now we're going to show you flashbacks of everyone being shot, and we're going to show you Al Pacino Cino's shooting those people.
1: Because there are a couple times when people get shot, and they're like, oh, detective, it's... <laughs> yeah. So you know oh, it is a cop. You. What are you. you doing
2: here? Kapow, yeah. kapow. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, there's a scene where... Ra- he came to see me. me. Yeah. <laughs> there's a scene where Carl who- Gugino... Yeah, Carl Gugino has been... Well, uh, Al Pacino also, for Lord knows what reason. Mm-hmm. This makes no sense beats up and rapes Carla Cugino, or at the very least beats up and takes her clothes off. There's no reason for it. And then tastefully drapes a shower curtain (laughs) over her. But, like, there's no reason for it. And then she calls Brian Dennehy, and she's like... He He, was here, and he did this. And Brian DeHenny's like, if that's true, well, I'll send somebody after him. We'll find him. Well, that's not enough. I'll go get him. And it's like they're just going way out of their way to avoid saying the name of the man who did it because you're not supposed to know who it was yet. But it comes off as very stilted.
1: And you know I'm just remembering? uh, In the beginning, there was the skateboarding pimp.
2: Oh, yeah. He got got shot. (laughs) Played by
1: Rob Rambo.
0: And they refer to him as, Played, as Rambo right. the skateboarding Pimp. Played by I literally um, said sounds, those words. sounds
2: like yeah. an insane clown posse character. It really does.
1: <laughs> Played it's a, by that's a Juggalo
2: um, if ever there was one.
1: Rob Drydeck from the reality series Robin Big. He huh. didn't do a bad job.
2: I don't know what that reality series is. Pen. It's a great
1: it's it's actually very funny. I don't
2: like real life. I like fiction. <laughs> I
1: like I like righteous kill.
2: Fiction like righteous kill. <laughs> it was too real for me. It was too movie.
1: real. That's what uh-huh. that's why we have to pretend that it was fiction. Shit
2: just got real. <laughs>
0: I Just kill real. Yeah. Boom. Does anyone else have anything to say before
2: we move on to the next thing? Don't or... watch this movie ever. Well, no, that, that, is, that <laughs> is. I feel like I feel like Werner Herzog listening to the tape of Timothy Treadwell being eaten by a bear, <laughs> saying, "Don't ever watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Take this tape and burn it. Don't we'll ever watch it.
1: it." I won't, Werner.
0: Hi, it's Dan here. If you like listening to the flop house why not visit us on the web at www.flophousepodcast.com where you can find show notes videos fan art and links to wikipedia synopses of all the flop house films so you can play along at home if you're looking for more flop house stuff check out our facebook page where you can discuss the show with other fans or subscribe to our twitter feed at the flop pod Your support helps us build an audience, so if you like the show, why not vote for us at Podcast Alley, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're there, take a moment to write a review. Links for everything can be found on the webpage. Lastly, we love hearing from you, so if you have thoughts, feedback, or suggestions, let us know at theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, the next part is where we make our final uh, judgments on the movie.
2: Final judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do both parts because James
0: and we didn't. We didn't let Megan know that some fully was going to be required of her. Yeah, oh, yeah, her. I, sorry. Well, next yeah. time maybe. Okay. So basically, we have three official categories, and those are: this is a good bad movie, a movie <laughs> that you enjoyed in its badness, in its badness. Okay. A bad bad movie. A movie that uh, should only be left up to the professionals like us. (laughs) Okay. Or a movie that you kind of liked. You found some actual redeeming quality in it, and so Megan, as the guest, I'll go to you.
1: I'm gonna say this is a bad, bad movie. Mm. I found no redeeming quality in it, and I, I mean, it was fun to watch with uh, with you two professional gentlemen. um, But I feel (laughs) like (laughs) professional gentlemen. (laughs) We sound like we're
2: escorts. (laughs) Like we're, de- we're dancers at a yeah. hall, and old ladies come by and pay us to dance. Wait, yeah. who's well, you guys' I
1: mean, pimp? Rambo, the no, skateboarding pimp?
0: Elliot, I've explained this to you. They don't pay us to dance. They buy a bottle of champagne
2: <laughs> yeah. for $50. And we're encouraged by the help, sure. uh, by the stat- by the management. That's how it works. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Okay. But you two professionals.
2: We're taxi tra- dancers.
1: That's okay. what Okay. <laughs> Um, I just feel like the plot is so convoluted, I guess, and the, yeah. the shots are terrible. The story's not worth no. <laughs> paying attention to. This is a movie with ex- John Leguizamo. Is it? It's a movie with
2: a fairly straightforward story that they go way out of their way right. to overcomplicate to the point where it yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense anymore.
1: And it makes you... When you're watching it, it makes you think, it makes wow. And makes you hurt. Well, no. It just makes you think, wow, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, not good actors, which is probably something that is not true. If aliens found this well it is they true, would say, right. for the these the last are the two worst actors years.
2: maybe in human history in human history that's right. i don't understand like, maybe I not see, in
1: alien history
2: i can see why they're making this type of bad movie at their advanced age because right. they didn't have the talent to graduate to better films by this point mm-hmm. you mm.
0: know? i gotta say yeah a bad bad movie um this director john Avnet uh, also made the al pacino opus 88 minutes. Oh, which is the movie,
2: again, where a minor <laughs> plot point is that Al Pacino's semen has been sucked out of the corpse of a woman he did have sex with and then inserted into the corpse of a woman he didn't he have didn't. sex oh,
1: with. Oh, wow. I, not, I have not seen I have to say. And where that Al Pacino- was
0: also a plot point in the film presumed innocent which was not a bad movie well, i don't know So
2: it could well, be but used i'm saying that if that happened in a good movie i'd be like that's a disturbing thing but in a bad movie it's like I'd that's be... unnecessary <laughs> that's yeah. a disturbing it's thing. also a movie where a man has 88 minutes left to live basically and he spends much of it just hanging out in his apartment with alicia witt not really doing much of yeah. anything just kind of talking just, just hanging out
1: just making cookies yeah well yeah.
2: and this
0: movie was sold on like you know you loved them in heat yeah. You wanted to see them in heat. They were together in one scene in heat. What if heat? What if that one scene was a whole movie? movie? Yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, heat's all right. It's about an hour too long, in my well, opinion. But it's it's a very like competently made movie. It's an it's it's a thrilling movie in many ways. This movie, I had no idea what was happening from moment to moment. Yeah. And as you said, Elliot. They have no chemistry together, actually, Pacino and De Niro. Well,
2: it's. it's heat is like. He, even if they'd never made Heat, like, this is Travis Bickle, Jake Lamotta meeting, you know, Michael Corleone Serpico in yeah. a movie. Like, mm-hmm. this should be. Even if they'd never done anything together, even if they've never made Godfather 2, where they're in the same movie, but they don't have any scenes together, this should have been, like, at least an interesting thing to watch. Right. It's, it could have been. Any two guys playing those parts and it would have been – And it would have been
1: bad still. Yeah. It would have been the
2: same movie. It would not – It probably would have been better too. Nothing. Like
0: if they had like two like old guys who uh, have been known for playing like detectives. Like if it was like, I don't know, James Garner and Dennis Farina, I would have enjoyed this movie more. Yeah.
2: Or like Dennis Franz and, you know, somebody. Yeah. If this was uh, a Jimmy reuni- uh, a Charles re- Napier. That's the thing. If this, if this was the reuniting of Dennis Franz and David Caruso, like I, I would have been, say. it would have made the movie more exciting. You know, true. I really want to see James Spader as one of these characters for some reason. Yeah. But Which
1: one? Maybe the David Finch. Both maybe. The maybe. Both. He Trick could do it. Photography. If Patty Duke could do Oof, it and James Spader yeah. can do it, just get that a guy a wig. Oh, but one one anyway,
2: <laughs> that's so. he's his evil twin. Is what you're saying? I'm going to agree with you guys. That it was a bad,
0: bad movie. Okay. Three for three. Don't watch it.
1: Don't watch it.
0: So, we do have a, f- a few letters, but I'm going to hold off on that until uh, next time oh, because... Uh, the steward's not here? The steward's
2: not... Uh, you Can guys... I read the letters after the recording? Yeah. Okay. You guys oh. just get
0: disappointed when, like, they get read when one of you is not I here. I do. So. I like
2: talking to the peeps. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, like I apologize, replying. Megan. I don't want <laughs> you to feel right. like a
0: second class... <laughs> uh, Are we going uh, oh, to talk about... Oh, too late. I already do. Attention? Uh, we did get some attention from a uh, Norwegian gentleman... Oh. Um, so I'm going to tease that.
1: <laughs> Did you guys buy a bottle of champagne for <laughs>
2: Professional Norwegian gentleman, Sven Olsen. <laughs> yeah, so I do like bad movies. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't
0: want to offend our Norwegian uh, You've already had it. It's too D- late. Too late. Um, you should edit that out. Yeah, he uh, he wrote something about us on a norwegian um uh, forum i don't Ooh. think it was, i don't think that it was about being norwegian but i <laughs> i know that the forum was in norwegian uh and i i did a a free translation of it online oh okay and it was mostly coherent it was mostly coherent so in the future i'm gonna blame the translation program. we'll talk a little bit about that i'm okay. teasing that but right now what we are going to talk about is a movie that we've seen recently <laughs> that we actually enjoyed. Some sort of recommendation or failing uh, a recommendation, just some sort of positive word to make us not feel like we're just bitter, just bitter. to cleanse the palate. Yeah. Okay. To send you out uh singing a song. Well, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Should I start? Yeah, or... if you have one. Well, yeah, just because I, I was just saying this to you to you guys, to you professional gentlemen. Um, I actually went to go see Julie and Julia. With mm-hmm. Meryl Streep and Amy Adams Who I'm sure anybody listening to this podcast Is like, that's not for me
2: They're like, oh, my oh. girlfriend's making me go see that movie
1: Yeah, exactly yeah.
2: Or they're uh, like, I'm so glad I don't have a girlfriend, girlfriend. So yeah, I don't exactly. have to go see that movie like, oh, i, wish I'm I had a so girlfriend. Yeah. Where's
1: Stewart. <laughs> 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 I'll go hang out with him um, but, I can um... live
2: vicariously through his large penis <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And play no uh, some sort of fantasy football. He's fantasy. he's got everything. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: but Meryl Streep in this movie is incredible. She does a, an incredible job of, I think, channeling Julia Childs without doing a, you know, a, like an impression of Julia Childs. And it's uh, child. It's just one th- child. Oh, I'm sorry. She Thank nev- you. She, she didn't have, have one. Julia yeah. Child. She only had the one child. Yeah. Thank you. She didn't actually have any children.
2: What? It's true. That's the sort of tidbit that you can take up. You, Failed yeah. as a woman, then. And it, she,
1: she <laughs> what was a terrible she thing was a to fascinating, say. Fascinating. Yeah, she was a fascinating lady, or at least Meryl Streep makes you believe that she was a fascinating mm. lady. So, I recommend that go. Go to a matinee. Take it all in with the middle-aged ladies that surround yeah, you, you or your you were gay, gay by best far friend. The
0: youngest
2: person. I was the... by
1: far the youngest person. Well, that and my friend that I went with, my gay best friend Joe, who's only three years older than I am. So
2: I know a gay guy named Joe. Maybe they're the same guy.
1: I bet they are. Mm-hmm. There just can't be too There's many of them. Just one. I don't there. think so. Oh, okay.
2: So I don't know whether
0: this is like actually a rousing recommendation. It's more of a. Uh, this movie was a lot better than I expected. Recommendation, mm. Mm. which was I saw Grand Torino recently. Oh, oh. I still have to see it. And that. based on the trailers, I was like, "This is either going to be like a completely maudlin, like you know, exploration of a racist learning to love, or it's going to be right. like a terrible latter-day revenge fantasy
1: set in Detroit."
0: And uh, it was a little bit the first one towards the end of the movie, like the last twenty minutes gets a little like melodramatic in a in a bad way. I mean melodrama can be fun, but like it goes a little over the top. But what I didn't realize was it's basically a comedy in a lot of ways. Mm. Like if you ever want to see a movie that's just old
2: Clint Eastwood
1: Uh,
0: growling at a series of people.
1: You know me. That's all I want to (laughs) see.
2: If it was a movie of Clint Eastwood sitting on a chair in his lawn just barking at passersby, that would be the movie I want to see. That's basically it. Oh, then I want to see this movie. There's just like
0: a series of characters that Clint Eastwood is presented with, (laughs) and he's just like an old jerk to all of them. (laughs) And he's literally, like the first time you see him in the movie, he's introduced by... Him growling like it's at his wife's funeral. Like the camera pans over I'm all of the already. waters, <laughs> and they they go into Clint Eastwood. And he's like, <laughs> it's a fantastic uh, uh, performance from him. You know, it's it's grumpy old man <laughs> Torino, yeah. grumpy old man Torino. And, and so on that level, for. I really enjoyed it. So that's what uh, I have to say about. I'd that like movie. to see that film.
2: Elliot? I would like. I have a very rousing recommendation. Uh did I even recommend A Matter of Life and Death already? Or no? No, but it sounds important.
1: Yeah, I guess. It is
2: a matter of life and death. <laughs> Boom. Uh there's a movie I saw recently that I fell in love with called well, a matter. Why don't you marry it? I'm already yes! engaged, asshole. Yes! I know I know. If I had met the movie before I'd met Danielle, it'd <laughs> be a different story. I'm telling her. Don't tell her I said that. She doesn't <laughs> listen to this anyway. That's uh, what every girl wants she to hates hear it. Well, she just knows this as the thing that I do where I come home late once every two weeks. Yeah, so
0: I'm the guy who's keeping you away from her in her mind. From, hey, well, somebody's waiting yeah. up
1: for me, too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Stuart. This is,
2: <laughs> this is uh, uh, A Matter of Life and Death. is a British film from 1946. It was it, from the Powell and Pressburger team who you may know as perhaps the greatest director producer team in film history. Oh. Uh, Michael Powell and through. Emmerich Pressburger. Emmerich, what a great uh, who, you may, who created such classics as The Red Shoes, okay. Black Narcissus, The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Uh, I Know Where I'm Going. Michael Powell would have on to do Peeping Tom, but I don't think Pressburger was involved in that one. Great, Like, really great movies. And this is one I hadn't seen yet, where De- David Niven is an RAF pilot. The movie opens with him about to crash his plane. And he makes his last communication with an American uh, woman auxiliary officer who is manning the radio station in England, and they amazingly hit it off while he's plummeting to a fiery death. He decides to bail out of his plane. He'd rather jump than burn up, Mm. and it's so foggy that the man sent from heaven to get him misses him. So So he awakes on the beach completely alive, not a scratch on him, and... The guy who was sent – the angel was sent to get him who was this kind of French fop who was killed during the French Revolution. Uh, so he's got a scarf around his neck that he won't take off because his head would fall off. Mm. Uh, he's So it's a cross between a movie and, and uh, an old campfire tale. Yeah. Well, kind of in a way. But he keeps – he says to him, you have to come with me. And David Niven refuses to. He's in love with this woman. He doesn't right. want to go. The woman is good friends with a, psych- with a neurologist who thinks that this is all going on inside of David Niven's head. And David Niven says that I want to appeal to the highest court in heaven to get this so that I don't have to go. Like oh. I deserve to stay on earth. I don't want to tell everything that happens. But like all the sequences set on earth are in color and all these sequences set in heaven are in black and white. It's just like a really like take sweet that
1: heaven, take that. yeah. <laughs> it's a really sweet
2: You're movie Kansas <laughs> in this <scenario. laughs> but like it's there it's such a well made movie and it's so good and like it's very funny at times and it's very touching at other times. and the way it's shot is just absolutely beautiful. Like they hmm. never they always are looking for interesting ways to shoot things that don't look crazy, but they just look interesting. There's something about the way that Powell and Pressburger in their movies shoot objects. In this kind of mid '40s, very rich color that is that just looks beautiful. Like they, everything has this very like firm three dimension feel to it mm. uh, that a lot of movies don't get. It's like very painterly colors, but everything feels like it's in three dimensions. So it was a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Well, that I'm was gonna great. check that out. Do it. It's called A Matter of Life and Death, but the DVD right now. It was released in America under the title "Stairway to Heaven." So oh, yeah. the DVD hmm. release, I think, is titled I've, "Stairway to Heaven." I've okay. heard it under that name. Okay, but I've, the original title it. was "A Matter of Life and Death," which I think is a better title.
1: Mm. So, yeah, because
2: there's there's a song called "Right Stairway to Heaven,"
1: which we all know. Don't play it, Dan. No, don't play it.
2: Well, I'm not oh.
0: a, I mean, the the music rights alone would. You know, yeah, because
2: the, the, the you, you pay for the music rights on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I
0: don't. I don't. I don't use any uh, copyrighted material. Although I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think that the remaining uh, members of Led Zeppelin would mm, probably track me down. No, you <laughs> probably don't, you, don't, you never
1: but... know. This this professional gentleman in Norway found you. So
0: mm-hmm. so guys, I think we better wrap it up because I can. I can hear Elliot's uh, allergies kicking in the longer he's in my cat-filled apartment. <laughs> it's just
2: the one cat, but it does feel cat-filled. <laughs> cat-filled. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like we're like pushing open the door because there's so many cats in that it's hard to mm. open the door. We got to squeeze through these piles of cats.
1: Sorry, we have a sketch about that.
2: Yeah. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. You didn't see that one? Oh, I did that's, not see that one. It's for a later date. Yeah, Elliot's uh-huh. got to
2: come out and see another Mr. White Pants. Yeah, the that's one right. I saw last time I liked a lot.
1: Boom. Yeah. Man, that Matt
2: Coff, he is sure is funny. He is the breakout right. star. He is yeah. the best guy on that stage. I gotta All say, right, okay. there talent we go. like the sun, and then you got a couple like oh, I okay. guess rocks that are with sure. him. All right. right, just well, outshines uh, the moon. You know yeah. what? If
1: I was a six foot four guy with glasses and slightly strange, like I would be funny too.
2: <laughs> no, you guys are fine. Just you kidding. guys are fine. But oh, that sh- guy—he <laughs> is. Well, on that note, so
1: stairway to heaven.
0: I like to say good night. Or good morning, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> or good afternoon,
2: it's afternoon. It's for the a podcast.
0: Yeah, really, it's uh, 2 order entertainment <laughs>
1: that's right. whenever
0: you want it. Yeah, that's the beauty of it <gasps> on demand for the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy,
1: and I'm Megan O'Neill,
0: and I remain Elliot Kalin. <laughs> good night.
1: Good night. Thank you.
2: That was, that was
0: adorable. So that polite. Was
1: to, that was to you guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: That's when things got weird. That's when Dan turned into a gay monster.